Hey everyone, this is Sphinx, and I hope you've been enjoying Last Action Podcasts and the other podcasts here at Games of the Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash games of the media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called the post credit scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. It bleeds. We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am number one. <laughs> Sitting to my left is number two, and across from me, number three. Oh, at three. I thought you were going to give me like four or five. Or seven. <laughs> you know, notice I gave you two. <laughs> that means poop. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and you wish you were a billionaire. I do wish I was a billionaire. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think everybody wishes they were a billionaire. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, so uh, I am LPJ. This is Sphinx and, and Hovercraft Joe. Uh, we, I thought I would, you did want to make sure I didn't fool anybody with the numbers. Okay. Um, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, <laughs> surprise, it's me, Sphinx, in case you didn't know. <laughs> April Fool's. I'm number two. Uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we're talking about Six Underground. Six Underground. Yeah. Michael Bay's Netflix experiment. Yeah. Well... I mean, it's a movie. It's a, no, it's totally a movie. <laughs> but it, it's definitely, you know, it's kind of an experiment. Obviously, The Irishman came out, um, and that was a big deal. And and what's the what's the uh, uh, uncut gems with Sandler and and this? Oh, like, and that murder mystery was big with Adam Sandler on Netflix too. Yeah. So there's they're all we're all of a sudden starting to see big films. Yeah. yeah. Like on Netflix, and oh. this is kind of the. The the big action movie, the tentpole action film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting one of you know the action genre's biggest directors. Not saying best director, <laughs> but but biggest directors sure. in, in Michael Bay. Yeah, and this movie is so much Michael Bay. <laughs> oh my God, this just you just changed the title to Michael Bay. Yeah, you're pretty much good. Um, uh, yeah, and you know, we this is a, a fairly. It, it was released on December thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was just a little while ago. Just a little bit ago, a few yeah. Months so, ago, yeah. Yeah, a couple months ago. So a, a big release uh, for Netflix. You know, it it is kind of weird to think that we're in this era that we're in, where a movie like with this big name director and you know a big name star and a big budget movie and that's straight to a streaming platform. Yeah, I mean if. It it is interesting because if he would have released this theatrically, he would have made. I mean, for how much we can criticize Michael Bay, his movies make money, a Generally, lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, because what was? Did you just say the budget? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I didn't say. But the budget it was 150 million dollars, which is a lot, but not a ton no, for a, for an action movie. Well, of this time frame, right? I mean, it's a lot. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a lot, <clears throat> but I feel like a lot of other action movies of today of now are probably sitting more 200 250 no 250 is top end is it yeah well but michael bay is a top end type of guy i mean it's it's yeah but he's not like avengers top end it's true it, it's pretty expensive for a netflix movie it's it is. The, oh, for sure it's the second 
uh, most expensive Netflix movie ever made. To the uh, Irishman. Yeah, right? it's only second yeah. to the Irishman, which cost 175 million. Right. So, uh, and that's a fairly recent release too. So Netflix is definitely looking into spending more money and, and kind of putting out bigger, more you know, films of, of that kind of nature. Now I know this was filmed. Like they completed filming on this, I think almost a year before it was released. Yeah, was it financed by Netflix or did they purchase it to, to release? I, I think, think Michael Bay's production company financed a lot of yeah, it, from I, what I remember. I think Netflix bought it. I would assume after it's made. Yeah. Okay. So but they, I guess I don't know a hundred percent on that. So they may they may have paid more than one hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's possible. It's just it's interesting because like how do you? Because obviously you're not going to be able to tell us any gross profits or anything like that so no. it's like how do you know that you got your money out of it you know what i, I mean know. like as a company well yeah and i guess for, for throwing that much money into the film and then not knowing your results and i guess that's it's interesting a, the thing i mean obviously netflix can track their how many people stream what so it's in but they don't really release that kind of stuff so it's yeah. it's kind of we'll never really know like did it do what it what they wanted them to do? Did enough people stream it? Are enough people being like, I got to get Netflix because I got to watch this Michael Bay movie? Or, you know, I have Netflix. I'm going to keep it so I can watch this. It's very interesting, you know? Yeah, I think I did see online, and I think it's factual. There's a list of, like, top TV shows watched on Netflix, and that was, like, Stranger Things 3, and then it had the top movies. And Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler was number one. I think this was five. Okay. So, and, but again, like that's the movie just came out. Yeah. And it was number five. Well, so it might end up. Well, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, there, there is an attraction, I think, to be able to be like, I want to see a movie, a new movie, not something I've seen before, like premiered, and I, I can stay at home. I can sit on my couch, you know, I can yeah. leave my pajamas on. You know, I think there is an attraction to seeing like a big budget movie and not having to go out and pay. You know, twelve dollars for a ticket and thirty dollars to get concessions, and you know, like just be in your home. So I think I think there is an attraction. And I think we're moving more towards seeing stuff like this being released with all, all the streaming platforms that exist. I think you're right. I think it'll expand, but a movie like this does it need to be on the big screen to really get the full feel of it? I don't think so. I mean, granted, I have a sixty-five inch TV <laughs> in my house, and I got yeah. to enjoy it fine, but. Well, yeah, that's the I, thing. I think you're I right, think, though. I don't think that's necessary. I don't know, because, I mean, you watched it on, what do you have, a 15-inch TV? 42. 42-inch? Yeah. How did you, did you think maybe it felt small? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I don't really have a comparison for it. You know, That's like true. if I sometimes you know when you see a movie in the big screen and then you watch it at home, you're like, oh, it wasn't you know, it didn't have the same effect. Like, you know, and, I can tell you right now, Endgame does not have the same effect. I've seen it both on the big screen and at home. I think Endgame is definitely one of those movies that needs to be seen on a big screen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think you're always going to get people too who their their comfort and the ease of watching something at home is going to trump any kind of yeah, no, that part's viewing true. experience. So, do you think maybe I don't know? Would this movie get you to buy to 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 get subscribe. Netflix subscribe subscribe to Netflix? That I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think there. I think it could be a part of it, but I don't think like for this movie solely 
someone would be like, all right, this this convinced me I'm getting Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that because I remember seeing this is coming out and being like, ooh, I want to watch that, but I have Netflix. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I got to get Netflix so I can watch Six Underground. Even though you think about it, like how much is monthly for Netflix? Eight bucks? That's no, cheaper than a movie ticket. It's more expensive it's now. Like, they but keep, can you get it free for 30 days, right? Do they still do that kind uh, of stuff? I guess I'm not sure. So someone yeah. could potentially watch this movie for free. Netflix is tricky because everyone just has an automatic payment and they just sneak it up like a dollar at a time and then you're like, wait, I'm paying like $12 (laughs) a month for this and you don't even realize. Yeah. So, anyway. Um... But uh, so yeah, like you said, I don't really have any of the 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 lot of the numbers. I can tell you the Rotten Tomatoes on this is currently at thirty eight percent. Yeah, and that the audience score is at sixty two percent. Yeah, so, yeah, that sounds very Michael Bayish. Which see, yeah, seems about right. And I I can't tell you how this fits in, but I can talk about the top grossing movies of 2019. Do you guys have any stab at the top three? I'm gonna guess Endgame is number one. Endgame is number one. Yep. And I would probably throw Toy Story 4, maybe? Number three. Okay. Maybe the Spider-Man? Far From Home? Spider-Man's in the top ten. It's not number two, but here's something interesting. Out of the top... (laughs) This is funny, speaking of... Oh, I know. It's Star Wars. Uh, No, it's not yet, but it might be. Yeah, but it will be. Um, But not until, technically, it would be... Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's in the... Star Wars is in the top ten. It's just not in the top three yet. Of the top ten grossing movie, uh, top ten grossing movies of 2019, eight of them are Disney movies. Yeah, is it Captain Marvel? No, it's uh, The Lion King. Oh, Captain Marvel's in the top ten. Uh, so is Frozen Two. So is Spider Man: Far From Home. Uh, I think Aladdin was in the top ten. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. I think the only two that are in the top ten for 2019 that aren't Disney are uh, It Chapter Two mm-hmm. and The Joker. Yeah. So Disney's got Disney's yeah. got it all, man. Disney rules the world. Sure <laughs> does. But yeah, so and like I said, I have no idea how this placed in because it's not earning money in the traditional sense that these movies are. Yeah. I got a lightning round. You want to start with that? Sure. All right, let's do it. Maybe. There we go. All right. Uh why was the opening car chase shot in Florence and not Rome as originally intended? Too many potholes. Correct. <laughs> Who owns the yacht from the film? Oh, that uh, was my pop quiz. Sorry. Uh, it's the uh Shad Khan. Yeah, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who also the owner of AEW wrestling. Really? Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote Turgistan is shot mainly where? Abu Dhabi. Yep. The presidential palace was uh, used in what other movie? Which you guys love the franchise. Oh, Fast and Furious 7. It is Furious 7. And then finally, what is next for Reynolds, Reese, and Warwick, who are the two writers? Well, I'm assuming Deadpool 3. Nope. There's even something before that. Oh, X-Force? Nope. I, I don't know. Clue. They're doing oh, a remake. Right. They of are doing Clue. a remake of Clue. I didn't oh, know. That, I did actually. not know that actually. Yeah. So that is, that's next on the list for the three of them. Huh? Which uh, yeah, we got Paul Wernick and is it Rhett Reese? Yeah, Rhett Reese. I didn't realize the two of them were writing it. I knew Ryan Reynolds was in it. I didn't realize the two of them were writing it. Yeah. So yeah. they wrote it, and and they're famous for doing the Deadpool's, Zombieland, Zombielands, yeah. uh, Life. Which I forgot I saw that movie. Did you ever, ever see that? That like sci-fi the, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and. 
It wasn't bad. It was kind of alien-like. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about the Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy movie. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence movie. Like, no, no, I'm sci- like, they wrote that? <laughs> no, this was a sci-fi well, from like a year or so ago. It within their... Uh... <laughs> No. I'm guessing you guys did not see it. No, I don't. Amy know, yeah. Adams in it too, I think. No, I don't. Uh, and actually, Ryan Reynolds was in it too. Huh. Why, why do they have such a weird, such a relationship with him? It's from Deadpool. Yeah. Is it okay? Like yeah. he was a real like uh, when we talked about the son the Deadpool episode, yeah. but he was like a real champion of them on the movie. Like he paid for them when they made Deadpool to be on set. Like oh, okay. th- like 20th Century Fox didn't want them there, and di- Ryan Reynolds paid for them to be there so they could help rewrite the script as needed and all the stuff. So I think they just probably yeah. Bonded. It's just like they have, you know, you get those like 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 Spielberg and um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, you could just get that connection. Yeah. The other movie uh, they wrote, uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, which is is, not that bad. Which is good. Yeah. It's better than the uh, first one. Yeah. The original, the the first G.I. Joe movie is not very good, but the Retaliation is pretty good. I mean, it has the rock in it, so that always helps out, but (laughs) I enjoy that one. Yeah. It's good. I didn't know they wrote that until I was doing the research for this. So, Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you want to go through who we got in the movie and yeah, I mean, obviously the 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 biggest star we've already mentioned is Ryan Reynolds, and he's uh, number one. He is number one. Um, and I'm probably gonna get the order mixed up on this. Um, so maybe you guys can help me out with the numbers now. Uh, Melanie Laurent, Laurent, mm-hmm. Laurent, Laurent. I can't remember what number she is. She's she number two. two. She's two. She's and the she, former CIA. And she, if I remember correctly, was in Inglorious Bastards. Correct. She looks so familiar. Is that what it was? Yeah, That's she's right. In, yeah, she's she's, look, uh, she's um the person that owns the she's theater, um, right? she owns a theater. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, a guy that I'm familiar with from a couple of things, Corey Hawkins. Yep. Dr. Dre. Yeah, who's <laughs> number, number seven. seven. Yeah. He was also in the last season of 24 they did, yep. where they didn't have oh. Jack Bauer in it. He was the main character in that. But yeah, he played Dr. Dre. Did you, ever, did you watch that? Yeah. Was it good? It's not bad. Hmm. It wasn't bad. I, I kind of enjoyed the season. I mean, it's... it's you know, I'm trying to remember back, with him as number seven, did he ever have a name? Like, they all had names, yeah. but he did not. Blaine. No, I mean, not his like name name, like... His code name. Like, number one was the billionaire. Number two was the CIA former. Oh. Oh, no. I don't think he ever... Because remember, they'd they'd had, like, a a screen thing pop up. It'd be the sniper, if anything. Yeah, I don't think they gave him something like that, but I know what you're saying. Um, So then... uh, ben Hardy, who's I guess been in stuff. I think most recently he was in the uh, the Queen biopic. Yeah, he's the drummer yep. Roger Taylor, and then he's also Archang- Archangel from X Men Three. Oh, that's right. That's um, how I recognize him. The I don't first remember time. that movie. <laughs> um, no, Last Stand wasn't your movie. No, <laughs> no, I no no no. I think he played Angel in X Men Apocalypse. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because it, it was what ben, other what other white blind ben, guy? Ben, was ben Foster. That's right. But Ben Hart. Yeah, a couple Bens playing uh, Angel. Uh, he was no. He's number four. Yep. He is the Skywalker. Yeah, the Skywalker. Um, which uh, which I'll say right off the bat. <laughs> We've been talking about parkour a lot on this. Yes, show. we have recently with Casino Royale. And when they announced that this guy's thing was that he was basically like a parkour guy. I was like, I audibly groaned, but then like I saw him do some stuff in the movie, yeah, that was and cool. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I, like no, I didn't, I didn't want to like it, but then I was like, oh, it's really cool. Because I feel like parkour like came and went. You yeah, know, it, but see, it did still... seem like with it, it was in this movie. I'm like, wait, did, like is parkour still like popular? Is it still like a thing? But yeah. Um. So so he's number four, and then number two. 
right? That's no, the assassin. Number no. no, number three. Number three. He's the number three. Is the hitman, <laughs> yeah. and that's played by uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo. Yeah, which I couldn't really find. I didn't recognize him from anything. Uh, and then the last number, which I don't know which one we didn't mention. Five. Five is the doctor. Yeah, Edrina Edrona. Yep. Oh, also, oh, but uh, I can't forget number six. Number six, Dave Franco. Yeah, the driver. Yeah, the driver. It who, took me a minute to remember who that was. I'm like, oh, that's Dave Franco. Yeah, took which, me a moment. Yeah. So um, now we can go through. Now I have uh, net worth. If you okay. want to go through, you don't have it set right. I did. I do have it <laughs> set wrong. I told you it was wrong. <laughs> now, now some of these wrong. because they're not as well known people. I could really only get a range because they weren't on. Yeah. They weren't on the site that I normally check the stuff. Big so. surprise. It means they're oh, going to be you low. didn't have Manuel Garcia Ruflo's no. uh, network? Well, I do have him on here. What do you okay. think for him? I have a range. So if you get anywhere in the range, I'll give you credit for him. Uh, a million? Uh, 500,000. I said a million. Uh, one to three million. All right. So Swings, I got that one. What about Edrina Ejorna? Uh, 500,000. Okay. million. One to five million. So, okay. so everyone else, I have a concrete number for you. All right. So let's go with Ben Hardy. Ben Hardy. Mm, he's uh, got that sweet, sweet X Men. He's got that Archangel money. I'll Ooh. say four mil. Okay. Three million. Four million. Oh, super fan. Yeah. All right. What about uh, Corey Hawkins, Doctor Dre? Oh, uh, six. Fifteen. Two million. Oh. Really? Yeah. God, that's that's low. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Melanie Laurent? No, I saw Laurent. she's done a lot of French movies, so I'll say like 12 million. 15. Okay. 8 million. Okay. Told you. Uh, <laughs> Dave Franco? 5 mil. 20 million. 10 million. Okay. And then finally, uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> we talked about him. We talked Deadpool. about him in Deadpool, yeah, but he's, he's doing all right. It's funny because we talk about a lot of these people multiple times. I don't remember, and I'm sure you guys no, don't I remember. Do. So I, I mean, I wasn't there for Deadpool. I'll say sixty mil. Okay. One sixty. Uh, Sphinx is closer, seventy-five million. Okay. So, uh, but, but good you, for Ryan Reynolds. <clears throat> I yeah. figured it'd be more, but all right. yeah, I kind of thought it might be a little more too. Really? So yeah. Uh, I mean, Deadpool's really done a lot for him, I guess. Yeah. But, but his other stuff hasn't been like terrific. I guess he does a lot of stuff. It just always never seems like. I mean, he did Detective Pikachu. That was a pretty big movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's actually really good. If you I guys haven't seen it, yeah, no, I I've saw s- it with my son. I've seen cute. it. I I own it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. <laughs> I I got a good deal on it on Black Friday. So why not? Nice. Um, we talked about the writers and kind of some of their credits. And obviously, I mean, we talked about what is this? How many Michael Bay movies have we done at this point? We did. We did his first two. We did Bad Boys and The Rock. And mm-hmm. I think that might be it. Bad Boys, The Rock. I think that's it. Yeah, and then this one. I feel like I, for some reason, looking at his no, uh, sure. filmography, he really hasn't done a ton of movies. I guess that's yeah. true. He does yeah, a lot of like right. he does, does a lot of like been... producing and stuff, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, Con Air was that him? No, no, that wasn't him, was it? No, no, I don't. No. That was Brockheimer and uh, Don Simpson. Oh yeah, yeah, but I think it's just those two from when I was looking at it. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Okay, because I mean, half of his movies have been Transformer movies. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. then he's got the two Ninja Turtle movies, and that's almost like his entire. I don't, and I think he repertoire. produced those. Well, I don't, I don't think he directed he those direct Turtles those. movies. Uh, and then uh, Armageddon, he did. Armageddon would have oh, been yeah. his next one after The Rock. Yeah, yeah. And then 
He did that movie. He, he, he did, did Pearl Harbor. He did that movie, oh, the yeah, the the island with Ewan McGregor. He did the island. Scarlett yeah. Johansson. I kind of liked that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. We it saw it has the been a while. Yeah, I forgot about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, he did Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Bad Boys Two, The Island, and then it's all the Transformers. And that's all. And he then did. thirteen hours. That was that oh, one on Benghazi. Right. And that's right. it. Yeah. So I, yeah, like yeah. I said, I think he does a lot yeah. of producing. And he's behind a lot of stuff, but maybe not directing. So it's yep. interesting that, like, out of all the movies, like, this is one that he did. <laughs> Here's a pop quiz for us. Okay. <laughs> pop quiz, hot shot. What is the average Rotten Tomato score of all of Michael Bay's directorial movies? 30%? Yeah, it's got to be, like, 25%. 37%. Wow. Do you know this lowest one was Transformers: Age of Extinction? Yeah, eighteen percent. That makes Oof. sense. That is a bad movie, though. I've seen that. That was that's that pretty, pretty rotten, and it's like eight hours long. His highest we did, Rock the Rock. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. 66. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the I don't know if you guys looked into this at all. I don't have a ton, but the composer on this, the the score isn't really anything that yeah, like but, jumped out at me. But this guy, this Lorne Balfe, Balf, Balfe, sure. sure. Yep. He's done a lot of things. Like his credits are like 135 different things, like movies, TV, video games, like well, all over the board. That's kind of the thing. He, um, so he works for Hans Zimmer's production company. Okay, and you know, there's that thing where Hans Zimmer gets a lot of credit for making mo- making uh, making soundtracks. Yeah, and you're wondering, oh, how does he do all? Well, he hires out people in his production company to do it. This guy's one of the guys that works in the production company. Oh, Makes okay. Sense. Yeah, so All that's right. why he's got like a million credits. Is because the production company has a million credits. Okay, that makes uh, that makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we do have a song that we're gonna play, uh, just because it, it plays throughout the film. Uh, it's a song I like because I like the band. Uh, it's Muse uh, with the track "Dig Down." So here's a little sample of that. <laughs> Very much like their their newer material. Do you guys listen to them at all? Uh, I do not. I mean, I'm familiar with them, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, listen to them. I remember working at Best Buy and hearing people listen to them back in like like 2005. Yeah, like their old stuff. Yeah, that was their peak stuff that I liked. Their their newest stuff, that dubstep sound. Yeah. I'm not so much into that. Right. But it's not bad. I liked it. Mm-hmm. All right. So. To, to start to get into the film. Well, let's say this, um, because it is a newer movie. Well, let's yeah. say we are, we're, we're not going to necessarily go through bit by bit, but if you want to go into this movie 100% clean, 
you know, pause us now, watch it, and come back to us if you don't want to know anything about what's going on in the movie because it is a newer one. Absolutely. Because we are going to talk about some of the plot details and, you know, just so you know, spoiler warning, it's a little cliche, mm. but you can come back to us. But just to throw that out there before we get into any of this. I've promised to bite my tongue, but sometimes things slip out, so... Okay. Well, I mean, that's what she said. Yeah, we're gonna cover stuff, but just like I said, we'll give everyone that warning because you know it is a lot more recent than some of the movies we cover. So if you haven't checked it out and you want to, give us a pause and come back to us. Yeah. If you want to go in completely clean. Yeah. Okay. So, so we start off kind of with Ryan Reynolds kind of narrating for us the setup of the movie and, and who and what the six underground means. Yeah. Right. So essentially, they are six people that essentially fake their deaths. Mm -hmm. And they're taking care of business for the world because the world can't do it themselves. Right. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a pretty good summation of it, yeah. Yeah, so we kind of get introduced to this film of these, of kind of the origins of these people. Yeah. And how they kind of came into being this collective unit. I kind of wrote down in my notes, they're kind of like a weird A-team. Yeah, right. sort of. Right? That's like, essentially what they are. Well, I've, and, 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 and like this, I mean, maybe we'll cover it a little more. Maybe I'm a little confused. But I feel like they gave a backstory to a lot of the people. But I maybe missed, or maybe I don't remember, did they explain where the doctor lady fits into all this? Everybody is not explained. You okay. are correct. Yeah. Because I, I have no idea where... Because I was like, first of all, I was like, why do you have a doctor in the group? It didn't seem like a super necessary part. And she's not used at any... Well, she's used in the beginning. The, the opening, beginning, yeah. the opening yeah. scene, which like opens right into this like massive car chase... Oh, yeah. And there's like the the secret agent lady has gotten shot, and they're like trying. She's trying to do like surgery on her in the car, and it's pretty graphic. I was surprised. Yeah, it's like, super graphic. I was surprised how graphic the violence is in this movie. Yeah, I mean, not I was wasn't like I was appalled or anything. I just didn't, you know, I wasn't expecting because even Michael Bay's movies that we've done, like R rated ones, aren't. Yeah, they're not like this, this. kind no, of. No, they're not. There's like blood spurting out of the wound, and there's like it's, it's at one it, point he's carrying an eyeball. Yeah, yeah, and, and some of the slow motion deaths that you see yeah. are very graphic. Yeah. I mean, I find them kind of awesome, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I w I'm not, like, offended by it. I just was surprised. It was, like, right yeah. off the bat, I wasn't, you know. And it's funny, because I... Um, <laughs> when we decided to do this, like the night I, I, I kind of pitched you guys that maybe we should do this because it was a more recent one, uh, friend of the podcast, Devin, he like texted me and he's like, I just started watching it. <laughs> and like, he was like, it's really crazy. And like, when I saw him at work, like the next week, like I had just started watching some of it and he's like, it's so violent. He's like, yeah. I was not expecting that. And I agree. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if they made it knowing that it wasn't going to, you know, be out in theaters and they could maybe do more of what they wanted well, to. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, it's always interesting with, with the streaming services, like you, you don't have to give the movie a rating, right? Technically? Uh, technically, no. You, it, well, if you don't give it a specific rating, it auto defaults to like rating NA or something like that. Okay. okay. Because then at the same time, like this is completely open to people with an account. Like a parent would yeah. have to go out of their way to set their parental controls to make sure a kid wouldn't see this. Right. Well, no. Um, Oh, yeah, you'd have yeah. to set parental controls. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Cause, yes. Because I even think all the stuff on Netflix doesn't even get, like, even if you start it, you get, like, the, oh, this is a TVMA because of these reasons. Like, I don't right. even think it necessarily, mm -hmm. it, it tells you why. I don't think it's, like, this is R. This, even, like, movies that have ratings, right. I think they just say 
TVMA or TV, yeah. you know, whatever those that system is. I think that's how Netflix qualifies it. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Like compared to other Michael Bay films, which you know, other Michael Bay films, like we just talked about Ninja Turtles and Transformers, those are supposed to also like reach out kids as well. Yeah, but this doesn't. This should not be watched. Well, yeah, by well, any child. but but even some of the R-rated ones like Bad Boys and yeah. stuff that we covered, they're not violent, but they're not as graphic as this. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, it opens with this big chase scene, you know, and kind of an introduction to all the members of the six, and we kind of covered it. You know, Ryan Reynolds, the billionaire. There's yeah, he's the in the passenger seat. Right. There's the former CIA spook. There's the doctor. There's the guy that was the hitman. Yeah. Uh, the Dave Franco, who's the driver, who. The the driving stuff in this at the beginning is really cool. Unbelievable. Really yeah. And I, a lot of it, so from what I looked up as well, so they actually did shoot it in Florence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is crazy. A lot like, of it was shot directly in location. Yeah. And Michael Bay was even surprised when he got the, <laughs> um, when he got the, the permit. Well, thank you. The permits to do it. Um, because Florence is not traditionally a city that they yeah. want their, you know, the Giant risk. action films, yeah. Right. The risk of what, Something yeah. bad could do to to some of those buildings there, so it's it's kind of crazy that 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 was even allowed mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Right. But you got you got Dave Franco number six, the driver. He's in a a bright green Alfa Romero. Yeah. And he's being chased like crazy. It is a pretty awesome car chase. I oh yeah, say. I, I really, really like good. the chase. Yeah. No, it's really great. It and is- it's, it's long too. Like it goes on for a while, but it doesn't get boring. Yeah, which no. is solid. And it's a weird car chase too because it's basically a car chase that is overlooked by this weird parkour stuff going on. Yeah, yeah because the 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 number four, who's the parkour guy, is kind of on top of the roofs and he's doing all this kind of cool stuff. And I really like. There's the one part in the in the movie in the chase where like they the all those metal pipes come out of the yeah. truck and they like impale all the yeah. guys and like one of the vehicles is pursuing them. I thought that part was really cool. And the other thing with Michael Bay, like you just there's bodies flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's cars flying everywhere. Just well, explosions galore. So to speak about the explosions, like this movie has so many of the classic Michael Bay yeah. style explosions in it. Every two seconds, there's a Michael Bayism. Like the, oh yeah, there's that scene <clears throat> in the car chase where the other car it gets, it like I don't know if it strikes another car or what happens, but it does the whole jumps in the air, flips, and as it's flipping, there's like fireworks that go uh-huh. off behind yeah. it. <laughs> or it does like the thing where it's in slow mo and it looks like it's gonna hit somebody yeah. and it kind of like swerves like right out of the way. It's like this movie like right off the bat in the first 50 minutes, like it screams like. Michael Bay so much right like from the get go you choke on it yeah it's crazy you sure do Uh, there's the scene too where number four the Skywalker he shoots that rocket launcher yeah isn't he on a skateboard he's on a skateboard (laughs) and it like it it grazes the the driver's like cheek yeah and then just like things start flying everywhere like crazy there's so much slow-mo and stuff right off the bat with this movie it's a lot of slow-mo it's wild um, but it's, I don't know, it's, you know, that's, it's cool, I guess. I mean, not trying to give too much credit to Michael Bay. It's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Right? It's For definitely it entertaining, but a lot of it is, you know, I don't want to say it's stuff we've seen before, but it's very Michael Bay. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, and that's the thing with this movie. If you understand what you're going in to see, oh, yeah. you're going to enjoy well, it. 
if you're going in to expect to see something different, right? Well, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it is definitely all about your perspective, kind of sure. going into it, and you know, setting your <laughs> expectations and stuff like that. So I think you kind of got to know what you're getting into. No, oh, yeah, and that's going to kind of color how you feel about it. Yeah, and and so you know, they end up escaping, you know, out of Florence just fine. And this is kind of where we get a little bit bigger picture of what's going on here, which you know, it's it's essentially. The kind of what was talked about before, like this group wants to solve problems that the world can't do. So there is a a fictional country that they Turgistan? want yeah, Turgistan, Turgistan, which does not exist. <laughs> um, that they're they pretty much want to overthrow the dictator and and put someone else in charge. Yeah, and you know the other. The countries of the world don't want to do it. It's too messy. Yeah. And so this is kind of the leader, Ryan Reynolds, number one, the billionaire, wants to take matters into his own hands. Yeah. He's right. he's funding the operation. It's kind of to, to solve those, right those wrongs that like the country can't do because they're ghosts. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. That they can't. No one knows they exist, so they can do all this stuff. And he's like a billionaire, so he can fund it. Yeah. And, well, the, and that's the thing. No, go ahead. Him being a billionaire, he yeah. faked his death. How does he still have access to his money? Right? That's what I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> I mean, like, the way he operates throughout the film, like, someone's got to realize that he's still alive. And he doesn't yeah. He doesn't hide himself. You know, yeah. like, well, I feel like he's trying to take on, like, a Bruce Wayne Batman type of but that's act, the thing. They're but, very, but he at least hides himself as the Batman. But they're very specific about how he got his billionaire, his billi- his billions of dollars. Yeah, he was like a prodigy with magnets. Yeah, you're, right? you're yeah, our made, science guy, LBJ. Okay. He does stuff with magnets? Well, he made, he he apparently helped create neodymium magnets. Neodymium magnets are super powerful magnetic, like they're, they're magnets, but they're super powerful. Yeah. And even a tiny piece can... Uh, it's using all kinds of electronics to get it up can electricity. Cause bodies to go flying to the <laughs> air, as we find out later. Which is weird. That's, that's <laughs> not true. Um, but yeah, it, it's basically used in every kind of electronic device now, okay. a neodymium magnet. Got so it. that part's relatively true. Okay. Um, okay. However, and, and that's the part that, it's a kind of behind the scenes thing. It's something yeah. you would sell patents to, or you would sell the manufacturing of these particular things um, and that's, you know, that would make sense that he'd be a billionaire from that and that he wouldn't be recognized. However, again, how's he getting access to this money if he's dead? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make Unless much- he maybe funneled it into like... Shell companies. shell companies. I mean, he did bring that up, if I remember right, that he, he put his money in places where people wouldn't be able to trace him. But you're talking about billions. <laughs> like someone's going to figure out that, yeah. that this money's moving around. But I mean, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't take away from the movie in any way. But it is no. definitely like, uh, wait, this guy really couldn't dis. Like these other people, sure, they could have disappeared sure. from the scene. Yeah, but I don't think he was going to be able to do that. Yeah, but I don't think he'd ever get recognized. No, no. Uh, the other thing I had though, just a little bit of uh, I don't know history, you know, goofy stuff because I love to share the history stuff. So the ghost symbol that was on the planes. Uh, is an actual ghost symbol that was the insignia of a ghost army, which was a special forces group during World War II. What they would do is they would use sound recording, false radio chatter, and prop equipment setups to fool the German soldiers about U.S. military troop strengths and positions. Huh. So it's kind of cool that it's actual a real group, and they kind of act that way as well. 
So not to fool Germans, but to fool the rest of the world, I okay. guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of liked that. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I did see. I can. I, I remember seeing that it had an actual like significance, but I I, I didn't remember until you mentioned it. So. Yeah. So we have an unfortunate series of events happen to the driver. And so they need to find someone new. Right. Right. And then that's where uh, Corey Hawkins' character, number number seven, seven, kind of steps in. And so his origin is kind of, he's, I believe he was a soldier in Afghanistan. Is that right? Yeah, he's a sniper sniper. in Afghanistan. And they're kind of running an op. And there's there's like a, a shady guy like that he wants to shoot, but they won't like let him shoot. Or it's like a van. That yeah. he, it's, it's a UN, UN van. It's yeah. a UN van, but he wants to shoot it because he thinks it's suspect. But they won't let him. And then the van ends up being like a suicide, a bomber. suicide bomber and like takes out his whole unit. Yeah. And so that's when um, Ryan Reynolds steps in as number one, and he tries to tell him like, "I'll make sure that I guess in a way like you can get redemption for yeah. what happened." Um, and that I'm not going to ever challenge you to, says, to not take the shot. He says, I'll always tell you to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. because Corey Hawkins is real low. He's going to basically kill himself, Yeah, is what's implied. And, but yeah, then Ryan Reynolds kind of is like, hey, join the crew, and I'll, I'll always let you take the shot. Yeah, and so you know the, the original idea with Reynolds is that he doesn't want this team to get too close to each other. But as the movie progresses, we see that that naturally kind of starts to happen uh, and all of those kind of things. And and once they bring in number seven, they start to go over their, their grand scheme of how yeah. they're going to try to topple this government in, in Turkestan. Yeah. So. The, and there's, you know, some steps in it. The the, the leader of Turkestan is this Rovak, I believe is how you yeah. say it. Um, and, and kind of the first mission, he has these like four generals that are like kind of carry out all his terrible acts. So their first mission is to like take out these generals and they go to Las Vegas. Yeah, because he's like gassing his own people in his own country to kind yes. of inflict that fear. Yeah, so we kind of have that going on. Um, they get because they go to Vegas to stop them. They kind of intercept him. The generals are there. They're buying some like sarin gas from a uh, arms dealer. And, and that does bring up a really cool scene in the hotel. Oh my gosh, there's so many like that that it's like a shootout in the hotel room that and I haven't that there's so many headshots. Oh yeah. Like oh, when they're yeah. just like again with the violence. And again in the we movie. go we go Michael Bay with not necessarily needing to, but still showing like female body parts and <laughs> you know, there's there's thongs and boobs and oh, all yeah. of that. But surprisingly you know. no nudity in this movie. There was no nudity, but I mean not not much to the imagination. The the one general <laughs> that was oh, like yeah. having sex with the chick yeah. while choking her. Good lord. Yeah, it was, was that was a bit much. It was a graphic scene, but yeah, they so they end up uh, wiping out all these generals, which leads to that. Yeah. Um, I like that scene with uh, Rovak when he's back in Turkestan and he's like so upset that the generals are dead. And he's like, oh, he's like listing like the next four generals in charge. So bizarre. And then he's yeah. like, then he's like, well, he's like, okay, you four. And then he's like, well, you four had the most to gain from them getting <laughs> killed. So I don't trust you. And he has them all pushed off the top of this tall building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He kills them all. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, the next four, now you're my general well, now. Which makes no fucking sense. Like, all four of them are going to, like, somehow concoct a plan to want to do this, but then the four underneath them wouldn't be a part of it at all? It makes no sense. Well, regardless of whether it makes sense or not, you're just supposed to, it's supposed to illustrate the fact that this guy's nuts. Yeah, that he's ruthless. I mean, it, it was kind of a cool scene, though, when they were falling off the building, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, it was. He could have just shot them right then and there, which I thought was going to happen, but... 
That and that's trying to be theatrical, I guess. And that's like maybe like one of the my overarching things about this movie is that like a lot of it doesn't make sense, but even some of the stuff that's like, oh, that's dumb. Why do they do that? It's like, oh, it kind of looks cool though. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of the stuff I have a problem with, I'm like, well, it still looked cool. So it's like I don't know. Which is which is very a Michael Bay thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, I guess it's all about like the expectations. Yeah. Um. More, oh, more of our kind of backstories. You know, number two kind of has the one that's the most important to the plot, I guess. So being formerly in the CIA, she was engaging in a mission that involves the brother of the dictator. And that's kind of like what the the focus of the plan is to be, is to bring him back. And they're trying to find where he is. Yeah. So her story kind of plays a bigger part in the overall plot here. Yeah, because essentially their idea is you can't just... Ups, uh, you can't just disrupt a government without having something to put in its place that's better. Right. Yeah. So, and that's kind of their their idea behind all this. Yeah. Right. And I can't remember. So, the Skywalker number four, his background story was he was like a jewelry thief, which that's a bizarre scene where he's like, remember when he's like trying to escape from stealing that jewelry, that necklace? Oh yeah. And he's hanging off the building with his teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Like that's crazy. But then, like you said, we don't know the doctor's background at all. No, they never, they never introduce hers. Which I wonder if that's something they filmed and cut, or yeah, it could have been. I mean, this movie. I mean, regardless of anything of how it turns out, like they definitely are planning this. They want this to be a franchise. Like you can tell. Well, then it is going to be. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is yeah. it, it's supposed to be Netflix's big action franchise? Because like there's a lot of stuff with uh, Ryan Reynolds that they don't explain. Like he right. like he knows how to fight and he knows how to shoot and like it's yeah. very like you said it's almost a very Batman Bruce Wayne like thing where he has these skills but we don't in this movie learn like how he well, knows that's how to the do thing. this. Stuff. And Corey Hawkins' character is like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's like, trying to find out more. From where him. does he? Where? How, how does he know how to do these things? Yeah. Yeah, and we never quite see that happen. No. So, I mean, as the movie winds down, they're they're just kind of jumping from exotic city to exotic city. Yeah. Right. There's there's a spot in in Hong Kong, uh, which is crazy. The hotel or the apartment building in Hong Kong where they have this this crazy action scene on the top of it. You know, with the pool and the crane yeah. and all that. And and I love that scene. I love that we get to see. That's where we really first get to see uh, Corey Hawkins' yeah. character in yeah. action with the sniper rifle, and he's just like taking dudes out with yes. that like high powered like sniper rifle he's kind of like on a construction crane yep. and just like taking people out and at that one point in order to help uh for the, oh, the parkour so getaway he's right. like there's a pool on this penthouse <laughs> yeah. which is where they're trying to extract the guy from so he's like he's underwater in the pool hiding out and they don't know what to do so he Corey Hawkins shoots holes in the pool and it like floods the penthouse. Uh, so it's this like ridiculous thing, but again, it's such a cool visual to see yeah. just like the water spilling through the whole penthouse. And, and like there's there's way too much water that's being used. Like it was that pool a fucking lake. Like the way <laughs> yeah, it all gets spilled. It kept like and the water kept coming. It kept coming. And I thought you were gonna mention too, he th- you know, number four is trapped in the pool. Yeah. So when he shoots uh the pool that's apparently a hole for him to breathe into. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He does breathe in the, out of the right, hole first. Like, like, I don't think that works that way. But. I forgot well, that. The, I don't, yeah, I mean, it would work that way. Could it? If you see your lips around it, yeah. But wouldn't a bullet hole be so small that it's still like... Well, it depends on the size of the bullet and how far you're shooting away. I guess you. Uh, can I ask you guys this, and maybe you'll remember. <laughs> I, I have in my notes, and I don't know the context. It's something to do with the scene. I just have a note that says, THX sound. Do you know? Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they had these portable, high-powered speakers, 
And it's on the boat at the end. The it's end, on the, the boat. end. Yeah. Okay. And then he sets them up to break all the windows and to disrupt everybody. Okay. Because they—that's <laughs> yeah. one of the parts of this assault too. Is they go in the lobby and they flood it with like laughing gas. Yeah, which, which that, that's not that's how, not gas how works. laughing gas works at <laughs> all, right? No, it's not. No, it's so bizarre. And then, yeah. but it just leads to comedy because the the assassin guy, his mask is messed up, so he's like breathing in the gas and yeah. acting all funky for the whole action sequence. Exactly. And and then this the the scene on the boat that kind of shows our climax is all sorts of crazy. I mean, we talked about. The, the magnets that are being used. There's people flying all around. You got you got dubstep music playing in the background yeah. while all this crazy parkour stuff is going on. I mean, I, I wrote so many notes. Number four, more parkour. Number four, <laughs> more parkour. Um, I like um, when, when he's using those giant magnets on the boat in that kind of final set piece. Yeah. There's some crazy stuff where, first of all, I don't understand why some of the people were, like, sticking to the walls. I don't know. Well, but, I think it's... The, the I think the intention was the people sticking to the walls were the ones wearing the bulletproof vests. But yeah. bulletproof vests aren't made of metal, <laughs> right? It's like and and when and by how strong the magnets are, like wouldn't they they'd be impacting everybody? Like it seems like the the group is impervious to it, but there's no way that would be true. Right? Well, I know. I, I well, essentially what they did was they 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 made it so every part of the boat was magnetized. Um, and um, they're specifically carrying all non-magnetic weapons. I remember, remember he that. gives like them plastic, plastic weapons. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're all carrying non-magnetic things. So they're assuming that everybody else in the boat is carrying something metal or magnetic in some way. Yeah. But then they're even using stuff on the boat, like the scene in the kitchen with the knives going crazy. I love that yeah, part. That, that was really it is cool. when like the knives like all stab into the guy because <laughs> yeah. of the magnets. It looks so cool. It is cool. But again, it's like how it, it, it's like James Bondish in that all the stuff around the boat is always impacting the bad guys, but never yeah. never the six of them. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> there's like nothing more Michael Bay when you hear the sound of that magnet like wow. Oh, people yeah. are just like thrown across the whole boat like into the walls and. Stuff. Yeah, it's so, pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I have another uh, note that I can't remember why I wrote down. I don't know if you guys can help me figure it out, but I have in quotes the words Fer- ferocious masturbating accident. I don't know. <laughs> that is said at some point in the movie, and I don't remember the context, and I wish I had written it down as to why it said. I mean, Ryan Reynolds definitely said it. I remember <laughs> that. But what the hell is it from? It, it was. I think it might have been said when they were when they were in that power station trying to take it over so they could cut the power when they were they had to broadcast the TV signal. Yeah, that was a whole weird segment too. I, I had to go back to figure out what exactly they were trying to do there, and then I figured it out. But yeah, they, yeah, they, that is exactly it. Yeah, I, I wrote it down here. Station two guide. Oh, it's he's talking to the guy that's running the station. Yeah, and apparently they're like. They're like uh, checking on it, like they're, oh, they're doing um, inspections. Yeah. They're inspections, and so he said that the other guy, that he's a better, he, oh, ins- he's better than the other guy, and that the other guy was dead, which he actually wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah. So he had to like cover a story, and he kept going with that he was dead because it was a masturbation. Yeah, accident. that's what it was. Okay, yeah, all right, that makes sense. I just had it written down. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> weird to just see in quotes without any context. Which that was an awkward scene where where him and uh, number one and number seven are sitting there trying to play themselves off as 
inspectors yeah. and how they got through all of that didn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I mean, a whatever. lot of this movie is, I think, I mean, obviously a showcase for Michael Bay's action, but also a showcase for Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Kind of. Doing, Absolutely. Doing his Ryan Reynolds thing. I was, was going to well, say, I mean, he's very Deadpoolish in this film. And that's the thing. Does this movie work with anybody other than Ryan Reynolds? Well, I, I don't think so because no, being as so. it was written by... Uh, Mason I'm sure they had who him. Who wrote it yeah, for him for in him. mind. Sure. So, yeah, I don't think it does. I think it's a different movie without Ryan Reynolds in it. That's probably true. I mean, I think the movie can exist without him, but it's not this one. Yeah, because this movie, and, and you know, we've been kind of jumping around, but this—it's very, in some ways, hard to follow. I mean, because not only yeah. do you have the cuts and all the stuff that you get in a normal Michael Bay one, but this one moves around with flashbacks and time and stuff like it, that, and it's—it's yeah. it's kind of all over the place, and it—it it is kind of a little bit hard to follow. It's not linear at all. No, it's a no. very fluid movie. So I and, mean, and he even like Ryan Reynolds' character has to say, "Okay, now we're all caught up." And I was like, "Oh wait, what we just <laughs> saw was actually a flashback." Yeah, like it was kind of confusing. It, yeah, it's like, oh, wait, am I in a flashback? Am I not? Some of the backstory stuff. So it, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah, because all of number seven's actions, like how they bring number seven, all of that was technically in the past. Right. So, but it, it seemed like that was happening yeah, live. Co- concurrent kinda. to some yeah. of the other stuff. So, yeah, it is a little confusing because you have all the shifts in time and stuff like that on top of a normal Michael Bay movie with the, you know, fast cutting and yeah, all the, the fast cutting and all that action, stuff. So, yeah. it's, so, it's very, in some ways, hard to follow. But I think, again, going into it, you kind of have to know, like, I'm here for certain things yeah. and I'm, I'm not going to expect too much out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, I, oh, I, go ahead. I think with that, I mean, is there anything else we really want to share? Well, I, I had something that I saw that I, I there wasn't a ton of information about this, but I, I saw something and it was from a review uh, about this movie, uh, and, and it was it was pretty funny. It was uh, this guy, I guess I've never heard of him before, but David Fear, he writes for Rolling Stone. Okay, okay. so what he said about the movie, he gave it uh, one and a half out of five stars, mm-hmm. and this is what he said. He said. Uh, uh, this is a Michael Bay movie. It's like someone is repeatedly poking you in the parts of your brain that register mere sensation and keeps hammering away until a line of drool drops from your <laughs> downturned lip. I get it. So do you. You're not going to watch it, or you are going to watch it, and either decry the death of all Western civilization or pump your fists in the air. It's another lingerie catalog sprinkled with carnage. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's about right. That is kind of makes sense. It started off making he got a little crazy there with Western civilization. <laughs> That's but. a little bit much, but I, <laughs> but I but I think ultimately the thing that I take from that is like you're and we kind of touched on this already. You're either going to go into this movie and be like, I know what I'm getting. This is Ryan Reynolds. This is Michael Bay. It's going to be over the top and it's going to be crazy. And I'm going to go and ride along with it. Yeah. Or I'm going to sit here and be like, what the heck is going on? This is stupid. So it's like, I think it's again, all about your perspective and what you want to get out of it when you watch it. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, do we want to give a rating to it? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Maybe. <sighs> F and A. I'm off the game. <laughs> They're so fired. <laughs> All right. I can go first if you want. Okay. Do it. You are, like that reviewer said, it's, you know, you got to go in thinking it's a Michael Bay movie. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to be really pissed watching this thing. Um, there are definitely parts of it that make no sense whatsoever. And, you know, that's okay considering the context of it. Uh, I certainly enjoyed it. I thought the action was good. 
Um, I don't know that I would go back and watch it a second time, though. It's one of those movies where I'm glad that I saw it, and I recommend people see it, but I don't know that I'd go back and watch it again. Um, So I'm going to give this a three and a half. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to go straight three and a half with this. Okay, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, yeah, and I, and I and I think you kind of you kind of got it right there. I mean, I, I kept saying because as everyone knows with the podcast, I usually watch these movies in in couple different segments. Yeah, and like I, while I was watching it, I was talking to people at work, and I'm like, it's weird because I kind of. I love this movie, but I also hate it. Like I had like it was like very kind of back and forth, but I think this is one of those things where it's a lot of fun to watch and if you go in with the right mindset, like some of the stuff like a lot of the parkour stuff and him on the roof was really cool. Yeah. Like it's fun to watch and the the car chase and all that stuff works for me. So I think if you go into and, and in some ways, yeah, this movie's dumb and it doesn't make sense, but it's also like it, it, it in some ways, the movies that we cover, you know, they're supposed to be these mindless action movies. Like, there's, I think there's room for both. There's room for movies like this that don't really make sense and they're just loud and explosions. But there's also ones for more nuanced movies that, you know, pay more attention to plot and stuff like that. So I think you're about right. I'm going to go with three and a half machine guns as well. I I, I actually agree with all of you. Um and I agree with the guy from Rolling Stone magazine. I mean, <laughs> if you know what you're going into, then you can enjoy the film. It's it's one I don't need to see again. But I'll tell you what, when the sequel comes out, I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And I would, you know, knowing that people know that it's a Michael Bay film, like I would recommend it to those that yeah, I think, like that kind of movie. I think if you like action movies and you have Netflix and you haven't checked it out and you're on the fence, I would say give it a watch. It's not like it's, I think it's two hours. It's not like. I thought it was a little long. It's a little bit longer than it probably needs to be for what it is. But I, I mean, it's like, you know, you can sit it, sit in your couch and your PJs and your blanket and watch it. I mean, I, you know, watch it on your phone or whatever. Yeah. I think, I think the accessibility of it is, it's definitely worth watching, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't tell someone to rush out to the movie theater to see this. But being as you can sit on your couch and watch it, if you have Netflix already, give it a watch. Yeah, it's totally worth it for that. Yeah. yeah. And so I would, I'm not going to give it quite three and a half, but I'll give it three okay. for what it is. Okay. So I think that's fair. Yeah. So it sounds all three of us are, are going to recommend the film. Hopefully we didn't give too much away for those that haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, I think we did a good job. Yeah. We gave him the gist. We did. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. See, sometimes I know what I'm talking about, LPJ. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> Hovercraft Joe, sometimes I know what I'm talking about. You know I? what? You do sometimes. Thank you. Ugh, Fuck you, LPJ. You know what? You guys wrap the show up. I'll be over here but, not listening to but you. But L- LPJ, sometimes you know what you're talking about, too, like with magnets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Nerd. Magnets. I gave my, my nerdy history lesson. You gave your nerdy magnet lesson. Hey, yeah. I, I had to work with neodymium magnets in my sweet physics class. Ooh. Yeah. Amazing. You're right, it was. Did did people in the laboratory go flying through the air? No. <laughs> it was like then obviously you weren't using them right. It was it was a commuter college. LP, LPJ oh. was hitting a button. It was like <laughs> and they were like flying, flying across in the background. They're like, why do you keep making that noise? I do I do have um I didn't mention it, but I do have a note that I wrote that just says, Oh man, there's so much muse in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there is. A little be- bit too much. Because but. I don't I don't know, I always watch everything with captions. Yeah. And like with captions it'll be like such and such song by Muse plays. Like it'll always uh, let you know now in the captions like what the artist is. So I, I was like, oh, a lot of Muse. Not really related to the movie, but you bring up the caption thing. 
sometimes I feel like, so I will often watch movies with the captions as well, but sometimes I feel like it, it, I get too focused on the captions, then I miss what's going That's on. That's why I don't watch movies with captions. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever have that feeling? Or? Uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I like to have them on, especially for the viewings for the podcast, because okay. if I want to get spellings or I want to get a quote, you know, I like to be able to pause it and stuff like that. So Fair enough. Okay. But, I'll just keep No, I understand what you're saying. Sometimes yeah. I have to pause a lot and rewind, so it's, it's, always a, it's always a struggle no matter how I decide to watch it. So Fair enough. All right. Well, we are the last action podcast coming to you every single Monday. Um, and we are part of the GameZilla Media Network. So we've got a whole slew of other shows for you. Uh, Monday night, uh, the GameZilla podcast comes to you live on Mixer. And then their episodes release on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we've got Noobs and Dragons, which has LPJ and I on a campaign with Craig WK and Matrick on stage. We have on Thursdays. What do we got on Thursdays? Uh, Joe? We got Legend of Retro, a retro video game podcast. I was recently a guest on the show. Uh, got to hang out with uh, Craig WK and The Glitch. That's right. Uh, but it, it's it's great. Check it out. Um, yeah, and then our other show that's on Sundays is? Uh, the uh, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. That is correct, which I was recently uh, on that show as well, doing the Homer at, at the Bad episode, which was all good stuff. And we've got streamers for you video game fans out there. Uh, LPJ apparently is streaming <laughs> now. Which well, I've streamed as of this recording that we're recording right now. I streamed once. By the time this comes out, I may have streamed twice. All right, with I've, a camera and a microphone. You know that sixteen percent uh, Transformers Michael Bay movie? I think <laughs> I'd rather watch that than watch uh, LPJ fuck over himself. What? What's he doing? Yeah, exactly. I, you can't do that on Twitch. <laughs> oh boy, that's a different. Well, from what you service. said, you're, there's not even a picture of you on there. Right, no, it's just yet. it's just the gameplay. No, yeah, but soon. Okay, maybe by the time Grim, this recording, Grim is supposedly going to give me a camera I can use. Yeah, we'll see. But there, you know, there's a lot of stuff. I think <laughs> there uh, is a lot of stuff. I think uh, Sphinx, you wrote some uh, music bo- blogs recently. I, I have a lot of music blogs. Yes, no, <laughs> <laughs> dang it, <laughs> come on. I'm sorry. Yes, I do have a, a bunch of music blogs on there on Gamezilla Media's website. Um, so you can check those out as well, uh, which is pretty cool stuff. And, and you can uh, check us out on Patreon if you want to get a little more extra extra content. Uh, we have our show that we put out every month, the post credit scene, where we dig into some broader topics in the world of action films. But uh, a lot of the shows on the network have... Uh, All of them do. Uh, yeah, that you can get. So, um, you know, check it out. Uh, you know, you can make a dollar contribution, $5, whatever. But it really helps us out if you can make some kind of contribution. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, always check us out on our social media platforms. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Send us a message. Like I always say, if there's something you want us to cover, let us know and we'll probably do it because we're always looking for movies to cover. Yep. True that. I'm constantly checking Discord and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Hit us up. I like chatting with people. Yeah. Sometimes I chat and I'll keep talking to you and you won't respond, but then I'll keep talking to you. As a friend of LPJ uh, IRL, I can tell you that he's way more responsive on the Discord than he is in real life. So <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> so well, uh, with that, yeah, <laughs> this last action podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. <laughs>